Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and with me as always is my co-host Brian Anthony Davis. Yeah, it was an ugly loss last week, but I feel like hope springs eternal this week, Brian. How are you tonight, and what are your thoughts on the upcoming game? Well, I'm coming off of my mile low, so that's that's a good thing. Um <laughs> So, you know, my thoughts of uh, going forward is that's exactly it. You know, you uh, get knocked down, you get back up again. I believe Chumbawamba said that oh my back in 1997. Who are you going to quote next? Uh, no, who are the guys that saying who let the dogs out? I mean, oh, the Baja men. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is, is you know that. <laughs> My doggy ain't got nothing if he got ain't got no bone. I'm in my next uh, random thoughts article. Thank you, Jeff. Is this even about the Steelers anymore? I I've kind of lost. I've I'm lost. I'm just lost. They call me the thread killer. So yeah. uh, <laughs> well, kudos to you. Another crowning achievement for you. Um. Anyways, let's get back to the football and less about the Baja men and whatever crappy '90s band Brian's talking about at this juncture. And the Steelers host the Los Angeles, I still want to say San Diego, Chargers on Sunday night. And it's pissed me off that it's on Sunday night because that means I have to stay up until like 1 o'clock in the morning, and that's absurd. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be a Sunday night game. It was supposed to be 4-15. CBS was supposedly to have protected this game. And the NFL screwing me. 
and it's screwing a lot of people. But you know what? The one thing I have realized, Brian, since I've started this job as the editor of the website uh, behind the steel curtain.com is that there's so many fans that don't get to watch the Steelers every week like you and I do. And there's some European fans where Sunday tickets, not an option. Um, there's fans all over the world that follow behind the steel curtain and, and definitely follow the Steelers. And sometimes prime time is the only time they get to watch the game. And so if it means I have to stay up a little bit later, but more people are going to be watching and more people are going to want to be tuned into the site, then I guess so be it. But I do have to ask you, what are your thoughts on these late night games? You like them, hate them or meh, whatever. Well, you know what? Mondays kill me. Um, I have a real job too, and it involves a lot of driving um, from place to place. And Mondays are my doze off day where I, uh, you know, I, Sometimes I might have to get a five-hour energy or a, a Red Bull, and for a fat man, that's not the best idea. So, um, <laughs> but I I hate the night games, and especially last year when we did the uh, when Anthony and I did the final score, that was a killer. And now you're doing it. You and Lancer, uh, Lance doesn't have to worry as much as you. Yeah, understand where that is just a drain. And so I'm not a big fan of them. When I found out that Jacksonville and Oakland were going. By the wayside, I was thrilled, and then, but I kept on thinking that this Los Angeles, the artist formerly known as San Diego, is uh, probably going to go to prime time, and it did. Yeah, well, you know, the NFL is going to want the Steelers in prime time as much as possible. They had them slotted for the maximum five times. Um, I knew they were going to try to get them back in some way, shape, or form. I probably my guess would have been that they were hoping that the Bengals didn't suck, but they do. And that week 17, they might be able to push them back into prime time. But uh, the hope is that that game stays at one o'clock. So anyways, um, you know, uh, here we are on, on the live. If you're watching us live right now on YouTube, you can join us in the live chat. And I we already have some people that are chiming in saying that they really don't like the night games either. So, yeah, I think for the most, pe most part, uh, the people on the East Coast, Lance, he, he's fine. He's going to bed almost normal time. Uh, but for us on the East Coast, it is a drain and so let's get right into the thick of things the Steelers host the Chargers and this is a huge AFC matchup for both teams I th I feel like if the Chargers have any prayer of staying keeping pace with the Kansas City Chiefs and maybe winning the AFC West because the chart the Chiefs do have some tough games coming up and one of those games is against the Chargers I feel like if they have any prayer of taking that division they need to win this game at the same token with the Steelers, if they have any prayer of wanting a first round bye and potentially locking up the AFC North early, they also need this game. And so this one is really, in my opinion, might be one of the, the tougher games to predict based on the fact that Phillip Rivers is kind of playing out of his mind right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers are low inconsistent offensively, are still a very sound group. And the Chargers are not going to have Melvin Gordon, who has turned into one of the most versatile dual-threat backs in the league, and he has just had a great season, but the MCL injury has him out for this week. It's just really difficult for me as I look at this matchup to try to wrap my head around it, but you know what we do here, if this is your first time listening to the show, Brian and I give you our top three matchups, and this could be anything. It could be very bland, like secondary versus receiving core. Or it can be very specific, like uh, right tackle versus pass rusher or something of that nature. So we give you our three key matchups. 
We'll give you one player to watch. We'll go into some fantasy stuff. So stick around, hang with us, and it'll be worth your while, I promise. So, Brian, uh, the Steelers lost last week, and I had deferred to you during the winning streak, and so they lost. So you don't get the football. I get the football. And I'm going to do my first key matchup. And I think this is clearly going to be whoever's at right tackle for the Steelers. Um, I haven't gotten to see the injury report yet today, just based on the fact that I haven't had time to check. I know that Marcus Gilbert had not practiced on Wednesday. If you're watching or if you're watching us live on the, in the live chat, please let me know what Marcus Gilbert's status was. If not, uh, the reports were that if he can't go, Matt Filer would reassume his starter position with Chucks Okorafor being the backup, despite Chucks being a very doing a very good job last week on Von Miller. But I look at this Chargers pass rush, and it's anchored now by Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa is coming off of an injury where he missed almost the majority of the season. But the Chargers ranked six tie for 16th in the NFL with 28 sacks on the season. But the crazy thing about this is that, as I said, it hasn't been, been without Bosa, but he's not the only one who can rush the passer on the, on the defense. Melvin Ingram, Isaac Roche, Rochelle, Derwin James um, all have three and a half or more sacks on the season. But here's the, the crazy thing is, is that they don't have one guy that's dominating. They're all getting to the quarterback. Those 28 sacks that they have are spread thin. Now, you combine this with the fact that at right tackle, you don't have that consistency. I'm, I'm seeing right now that... Um, Gilbert did not practice today, so it's not looking like he's going to play this week again. Um, so you have Matt Filer in at right tackle with Chucks as a backup plan. Well, the crazy thing is that the Steelers during their six-game win streak had really gone on a stretch where they were protecting the quarterback well. Ben Roethlisberger was not even getting touched in some games, let alone sacked. But in the last two games, they have given up two sacks and six quarterback hits in each game for a total of four sacks and 12 quarterback hits for a lot of offensive lines. That seems like, eh, that's not too bad, but for the Steelers group, that that's a, that's more pressure than we as fans. And as Ben Roethlisberger as a player is used to seeing. So my key matchup is whoever is at right tackle going against some of those pass rushers for the chargers is not going to be an easy task. The Steelers are going to have to be intelligent. Like they were last week where they gave Matt, uh, a core for a lot of help in form of a tight end over top of, Vaughn Miller, uh, chips from James Conner coming out of the backfield. They're going to have to be smart. They're going to have to game plan for that. That's my key matchup number one. So, Brian, go ahead to your first key matchup for this upcoming AFC game. Okay, you talked about uh, sometimes individual matchups. This is a little bland one, but it's actually a little bit saucy too, Jeff, because uh, I have a little help from my friends like the Beatles. Mm, okay, I get by with a little help from my friends, and I am here. The Steelers against the first quarter so it might be a state of mind with them there might be a problem and the friend i'm talking about is behind the still curtains very own dave schofield um he is our stat master extraordinaire and uh he has sent me some information that i thought was very interesting in 11 games the steelers have only scored in the first quarter in four games but they are four and oh in those games when they three three and one when they don't score um you have a guy in Antonio Brown, who's your superstar of the team, only has 88 yards and zero touchdowns in the first quarter. So if they can get going early and get the ball moving, get 
Antonio Brown going early, score early, they could go ahead and win this game. And remember, you have a guy in primetime Ben. We talk about home gay, home Ben, road Ben, but primetime home Ben is, is a superstar. The men in the hills sing songs about this guy. And so if he can get going, he gets James Conner going early. It's a whole different ball game. So Steelers against the first quarter, that's my key matchup number one. Yeah, that, I smelled a Schofield statistic there when you were leading, man. I knew you didn't do that on your own. Anyways, um, kudos to Dave for finding all those nuggets out for us. We appreciate that. I know you gave me a good one on the show last night on the standard as a standard with Lance. Um, so uh, my key matchup number two is going to be kind of what you talked about, but it's more so just James Conner. Got to get James Conner going. Uh, I feel like uh, as a fan base and, and if you watch the games, maybe it's the defense that's paying a little bit more attention to him, whatever the reason may be. James Conner's just not, he doesn't have that spark that he had earlier in the season. They need to get that back by getting him going. Um, we talked about this last night on the standard. Um, I looked up his statistics and any time that the Steelers have given him more 19 or more carries, he's gone over a hundred yards. The games where he doesn't produce or when he gets seen you know, at nine carries, six carries, 13 carries. If, if you want to get James Conner going, you want that offensive line to really start to get some push. They need to give him the rock. They need to set that tone early. So that first quarter stuff that you're talking about, I agree 100%, but I think that it should be a heavy dose of James Conner running right down their throats because you want to slow down a pass rush. You do it by running the football, make them defend against the run, make them always think about the run. Then it's going to set up play action, which could then open up Antonio Brown, which you mentioned and primetime Ben could really start to, th to show through. So for me, that's what I'm looking at is James Conner. He is going to be a huge, huge player. We might be talking about him a little bit later in the show in this upcoming game, in my opinion. They might go as James Conner goes, but that's my key matchup number two. You got to get James Conner rolling. What about you, Brian? Where are you going next? I'm going to piggyback off of you. Um, James Conner versus the Midula Oblongata of James Conner. You know, it's James Conner against himself. Right now, there's some confidence gone. Now, you had this great observation weeks ago when we were talking about Chris Boswell saying that he had a case of the yips. Yeah. Somebody mentioned to me the other day that he thought that James Conner had a case of the yips right now. Look, he's a combat runner. He's going. He's a combat player. He's going to lose the ball sometimes. And I know the fans are worried about that. They're saying, look, now that uh, he knows that nobody is coming, that a certain someone is not coming back, that maybe he is uh, He's playing lax. No, James Conner, one thing about this guy, he has tremendous heart. He cares so much about his position with his team. He cares about the responsibility of his team, but he's down a little bit. He needs to get that confidence back. So if he can just get out of his head and going back to being James Conner, then he'll be fine. And that piggybacks exactly from what you were saying that if he could get going early and he could, he could really set up the pass with what he's doing, then they're going to be fine. So James has to get out of his own head. And I think he really can this week in primetime at home. Yeah. Um, key match of number three, I've really gone. I'm, I'm going to give you two. I'm going to cheat a little bit. Okay, and, and if I stole if I steal your thunder, Brian, then just I'm, don't steal mine. No, I think I am. I think I am. I hope I am. I actually do hope I am. I hope I have one of those. I want to watch you squirm on YouTube, live on YouTube. So, anyways, um, I'm gonna go with my first one is Stefan Tuit, as we're finding out in the live chat now, was a full participant today. 
him playing and playing well, stopping the run. We mentioned no Melvin Gordon. I can't even tell you the name of their backup, but they have to stop the run. They cannot let another guy like Philip Lindsay run ragged on him because with Philip Rivers, when he struggles, it's when you put him in third and long situations. The Steelers have to do that. They've got to stop the run and really put the game into Philip Rivers' hands. And the Steelers have been a sack machine this year. I want to say they are leading the league in sacks with 39 already. They're on pace to almost break the 56 that they had last year. A couple big outbursts. They could possibly maybe even get to 60. TJ Watt already has 10. Um, I really think that this is going to be a unique matchup for the Steelers. But Philip Rivers is a sitting duck in a pocket. He is not your Patrick Mahomes. He is not your... Um, Tyrod Taylor earlier, or Baker Mayfield even, uh, when they played the Browns. He, heck, he's not even Andy Dalton. Um, he's a guy that's just going to want to sit in that pocket. And so if Stephon Tuid can stop the run, and, and he and Cam Hayward, and, and now Javon Hargrave, who has, has six sacks, I believe, on the season, can get that interior pass rush. Man, they can get to Rivers. They might be able to create some turnovers, and they might be able to show that maybe these Chargers are more fakes than they are contenders, or pretenders rather than contenders, if I'm trying to rhyme. And so to kind of combat this, this is where I hope I'm stealing your thunder as I'm talking about brotherly love. <laughs> brotherly love. You have TJ Watt going against his brother Derek. That could actually be, you know, you hear all the time, you know, Peyton Manning versus Eli Manning and all this stuff. And those two players never were on the field together. But Derek Watt as a fullback could very well be going up against his brother on the outside. I did see that JJ Watt commented on this and said, hey, look, Derek, don't cut him. Stay away from his knees. Everything else is legal. I'm sure that TJ Watt's looking to get a hit on his brother. And then you have the Pouncey brothers are also in this matchup. So there's a little brotherly love going on. Um, so there you go. That's my final matchup or matchups, plural, for this upcoming game. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on that? And what's your final matchup? Very good thoughts. That was actually on my list, but it was an alternate. So you ah. did not steal my thunder, Jeff Hartman. <laughs> Woo! I don't know where that came from. But no, I mean, I, I was thinking about that. I want to add to the uh, list of weapons, pass rushing all of a sudden, a man named Vinny Vidi Vici. Vince Williams has been getting to the quarterback a lot lately too. And he is, uh, he's wrecking things once again. So I would just say that uh, he's a big deal there too, but I'm going to stay on the defense and where have the Steelers gone wrong when they're playing poorly? And it does not seem that things go right when Joe Hayden goes up against a small wide receiver, but when he goes against those big physical, guys those uh amazing giants and aj greens those kind of receivers that are just dominant big men that most guys struggle with that's not the problem he has trouble with the john browns he has he has troubles with the manny sanders like he did last week um this week he's going up against a giant possibly with keenan allen out there the guy's a big man and that guy can dominate um, so that's the kind of guy that I'm looking at Joe Hayden to uh, bring this defense back to the respectability and to actually the thriving um, defense that they have been in the last during the winning streak. And uh, he could be a big key. So key number two is key number three for me is Joe Hayden against that big wide receiver. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he's going to have his hands full because we know they like to throw the ball. I think they're going to throw the ball even more with Melvin Gordon out. 
And so those are really good keys. So those are our keys. You can let us know what your keys are, whether you're watching on YouTube in the live chat or if you're watching this or listening to this on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, you can go to the comment section and let us know what you think are the most important key matchups for this Week 13 game. Now let's go to the next level of the show, which is we want to pick one player, one player that could possibly make or break the game in one way or the other. Uh, this does not have to be a Steeler. This could be a member of the Chargers for this week. But you're looking at this game. You're saying, okay, trying to figure out how it's going to break out. You know, how's it going to shake down? Brian, I'll let you go first. Who is your player to watch, your p- key player in this upcoming game? Okay, so here's a guy I never pick. You always pick this guy. I think he's on fire right now. I think that we are seeing the... Uh, emergence of a number one guy in Juju Smith-Schuster, and I think he keeps going. And the reason I'm going to say that is Ben, when he was throwing everybody bus last week, he was throwing, in fact, I think he even threw you under the bus, Jeff Hartman. I mean, he was just whipping everybody under the bus. So um, nobody was safe. But one guy was. It was Juju Smith-Schuster. And the reason I bring that up, he made this comment that if it was up to him, he would have thrown to Juju four times um, at first down on the goal line, I mean, inside the three against Denver, he would have gone to him that much. He's this much trust in him. This is almost reminiscent to me of the 1970s when Lynn Swan was the man that all of a sudden Terry Bradshaw kept on as time was going by. He's realizing that he believes in John Stallworth just as much. And then you had this two-headed monster. So the monster is just forming, and it's getting bigger. You still have great importance in the form of number 84, Antonio Brown. But Juju is so dangerous now, and he's starting to prove that he can do it on that side just as well as Antonio Brown is too. Um, I know there's the talk of, well, you know, he's he's benefiting from Antonio Brown being there. Hey, that's fine. You can say that all you want. But when you are the only man in history to have two 97-plus-yard touchdowns in your career, in the history of the NFL, Jerry Rice didn't do that. Lance Allworth didn't do that. Anybody that's great with a number 80 or now a 10 or something in the teens on their back hasn't done that. But Juju Smith-Schuster has. I think he's going to break out once again. I think he's relishing being this big threat for them. And... We've been looking for a big play threat on the Steelers to stretch the field. And everybody's saying Martavis Bryant, and it's not Martavius, by the way. Martavis Bryant being missing is a big problem. Well, no, I think you found that deep threat once again. And his name is Juju Smith-Schuster, or <clears throat> if we go old school with his real name, John Smith. Yeah. Very <laughs> Juju sounds a lot better. <laughs> yeah, so, no one's buying John Smith's jersey. No, 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 no. But you know, the funny thing is, is that everyone does want to compare like Martavis Bryant. What he brought to the team was speed that could take the top off of a defense. Um, this offense is not even that type of offense anymore. So rarely do they throw the ball deep down the field anymore. It's more of a horizontal catch yards after the catch type offense. Now, granted that. 97 yarder in Denver was a deep ball, but at the same time, that's not the norm. Uh, this isn't the third and one Todd Haley's going to chuck it deep offense anymore. It's the, we're going to make more. They, they, let me rephrase that. They were making, they were making more calculated moves with the ball on specific down and distances. So that's a good one. 
Uh, you know, I love me some Juju, number 19. I would definitely recommend getting his jersey. He said he wants to retire a Steeler today. So those that are wondering. But then again, I think Le'Veon Bell said that. Anyways, whoever that guy is. Um, now we go to my key for the game, and that is not a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a member of the Chargers, and that's Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is by far, in my opinion, is the most talented receiver the Steelers have, I'm sorry, quarterback that the Steelers have faced so far this season. And his this passing attack is going to be something they have not seen yet this season. I mean, you think about Case Keenum and Emmanuel Sanders. No, that's not the same. Um, Blake Bortles, well, that's just funny. Um, maybe the closest thing they've seen is when the Atlanta Falcons came to town and they had Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Matt Ryan at quarterback. Phillip Rivers is, is playing some really good football. I cannot stand the, him as a player. Um, I admire him because he's actually one of the few people that has more children than I do. But ultimately, he is, <laughs> <laughs> and he, I have five, and he has like eight, I think. I'm not, that's, that's incredible. I mean, I'm glad he made it. You're going for your own reality show next. That's what, <laughs> that's what my wife and I say. It's, uh, well, it'll be called Heart, Heart Mania on Lifetime. Heart Mania. That would be pretty cool, actually. Someone put in a call, by the way. Um, so <laughs> At least he makes millions. I do not make millions. But he is playing some tremendous football. I might say the best of his career. But without Melvin Gordon, we just don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know if it's going to be a rhythmic passing offense that they're going to continue to try to run the football, or are they just going to air it out? And we've seen the Steelers secondary they've been susceptible to games like this in the past where teams are just going to throw it, throw it, throw it. You think back to those games against the Patriots where the threat of the run wasn't, it didn't even matter because they could just do whatever they wanted through the air. The Steelers secondary is going to be huge, but it's going to come down to Phillip rivers. Is he on? We've seen him be off before. He's not played well in Pittsburgh. I'm not sure if he's ever won in Pittsburgh yet. Um, that's a Dave Schofield question. Dave, get on it. Do something for once. Um, and so, uh, you know, for me, Phillip Rivers is my player to watch because if he's on, the Steelers could be in for a long night. But if they get to him and they make him uncomfortable in the pocket without that running game and that support, that that security blanket, I think the Steelers could be on their way to another win. So there you have it, Brian. Um, for me, well, Brian said uh, Juju. I said Phillip Rivers. So now we get to our game predictions. Do you know? Let's you know. Let's, let's put that off. Let's let's. I'm going to tease it a little bit. We're going to come up with the predictions here in a sec. Let's go to AFC North predictions. And before we do that, I'm losing my mind. Fantasy, fantasy football, and fantasy football. So let's do our fantasy fix. Stardom, sit them. This upcoming game, which, by the way, if you're in a daily league now, Brian, you're in a traditional league too, correct? Yes, I'm in the three. Okay, when did the playoffs start for traditional leagues? Yo, um, pretty much either now or the week after. It depends on what league. I have a my personal league that uh, you keep um, thwarting, uh, thwarting the uh, existence in that league. Which I it's a local league, and I'm trying to get you in and trying to get you out of the house. But um, that that's starting next week. And uh, then two weeks for my other league that I'm getting absolutely murdered in. Um, but and then another one is just uh, is next week. But it's just an ESPN that I picked online just to mess with people from like out west. Um, but with that, <laughs> well, I, I started last year because I it was a Cincinnati league, 
and I wanted to screw with all the Cincinnati people and pick Steelers and just like go after them. And they, uh, it was an auction league and they, they hated me, but I, I won it. So, uh, that was very sweet for me. But, um, with that being said, yes. So that's coming up, but okay. the traditional leagues, as much as I like, I love FanDuel now. I love. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing about FanDuel is that for if you are do play your daily fantasy leagues, I don't even know if DraftKings is still a thing. I know FanDuel is going strong. Um, you will have the option to have a one. You can play just the Steelers Chargers game on Sunday night. Like right now, the Saints and the Cowboys are playing, and I am I have a lineup in for that game, and so it's a little bit different. They have a multiplier. They call it their MVP. It's where you get one point five times the points for every point that player puts up. And then you have you have your normal salary cap. So if you're in the playoffs for your league, you're probably not going to be able to go and get any of these players. But if you're a FanDuel player, whatever, start them, sit them. You know what we do. Someone you start, someone you sit. Brian, go ahead. Who are you starting in this matchup against the Steelers and Chargers? Well, you know what? Um, I'm going with primetime home Ben. You know, I know he's been a popular pick as of late. You know, last week in a losing effort, he still put up 453 yards. Um, um, only one touch. He still is putting up points. Um, I think he's a safe bet, and he doesn't break the bank on a daily league. So go Ben again. Okay, I, I agree with that, and I would definitely say there's another guy that is good on prime time. That especially when you kind of think that. The back's against the wall, going up against a good secondary, Antonio Brown. He's going to cost some money, but it's worth it to get him in your lineup. I, I get just had the feeling that he's going to have one of those games. Um, we saw a little bit of it uh, the last time they played on primetime against Carolina. I think it could be even worse, especially with Juju Smith-Schuster coming off a 189-yard receiving game and a touchdown. I fully expect the L.A. Chargers to give Juju more attention. And what does that mean? More space for Antonio Brown. I say start number 84. And if you want, and if you can manage it, you can swing it. And if you're a Steeler fan, you can. If you can handcuff Ben and AB, AB, I think that's a great, great matchup for you to have. It's going to cost a lot of money. You have to work that salary cap. You got to find the the guys that are $5,000, but that's who I would start for me. Um, what do you think? In terms of sit, who do you say don't sit, don't start him this week? It's just not going to pan out. And don't say Melvin Gordon. Well, actually, <laughs> um, I would not go that low, and uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Justin Hunter. No, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's, that's a cop out. I'm actually going to go with the Steelers defense, and this is why I don't want to start the Steelers defense this week. Six, eight, ten, and seven. The Chargers offense puts up 402 yards per game. They're ranked sixth. They're eighth in rushing yards per game, 128.8. And don't expect that to go down as much with Gordon gone because Eakler put up a pretty nice game last week in relief of Melvin Gordon. That guy is he's he's a smaller back, but he could really you know put it on a defense. So that's that's kind of a trap if you're thinking that they're gonna dominate without Melvin Gordon in there. They're not. Um passing yards per game, rivers. 10th, 273.2 yards a game. I know that's not blockbuster, but he's he's still getting after it. Points per game, they're 7th, 27.9. Pittsburgh has proven that they could win games by giving up a lot of points, and that's true. But 
the thing for me is the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is not getting turnovers um, like they were. I mean, was that an aberration against Carolina in prime time when they went crazy at home and put up all those points on defense? Possibly. But where they're really lacking right now, and Mike Hilton said it was inexcusable the other day, that they're just not getting those turnovers. And that's what helped them struggle. The turnover differential helped them struggle against Denver. I just don't see them putting up the turnovers and um, so if they're not getting a hold of the ball on defense, they're not getting the points. Um, and if they're giving up a lot of points, they're not getting the points on defense. So just don't start the Steelers. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. And I have used the Steelers defense the past few weeks. Um, I know I didn't against Jacksonville just because I like the matchup there. Um, for me, though, um, I'm going to say... He, there was a time, and Brian, we had talked about this player a lot, where we was kind of like, if you're going to play a tight end for the Steelers, who do you choose, Vance or Jesse James? Because at one time, Ben was finding both of them. Um, for me, though, I think that by now, if you haven't figured it out yet, it's Vance McDonald is the guy you start, and I would sit Jesse James because I, I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the only targets Jesse James even got on in Week 12 was when Vance McDonald left the game with his hip injury. So I'm Jesse James for me is a crapshoot. Unless you're in, like I said, that you're, you're low on cash, you can't afford Vance McDonald, you might have to go to Jesse James. But if you have the option, I wouldn't start the outlaw. Uh, he's just he's just not getting the targets. Vance McDonald is getting the targets, so that's who I'm going to go with for this matchup. So there you have it, some fantasy football stuff, your fantasy football fix. Before we get to the Steelers and Chargers, prediction we're going to go around the afc north and we're going to predict those games so let's start off week 13 schedule what i think a lot of people thought would be an absolute joke maybe a couple weeks ago has turned into well this is interesting the cleveland browns travel to the first place houston texans i think the texans have won maybe seven or eight games in a row this is a 1 p.m eastern standard time start on sunday brian who you have in this afc showdown Wow, this is a tough one. I'm really going to love watching this game. Um, I'm kind of on the Browns bandwagon lately. Um, I love what uh, what that team is doing right now. It's actually fun to watch. But I've watched this Houston Texan team mature. I've, I mean, starting out 0-3, I believe, and then winning eight straight. They're on a roll right now. And, you know, especially with uh, what's going on there, they're believing it. I would find it to be a, a major upset at this point for for Cleveland to go ahead and win. Face it, Houston is not the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals are on a downward spiral into hell, and uh, Texan, the Texans are not. So uh, this is going to be a very tough game for Cleveland. I don't know if they're ready for ready for prime time and i know this game's not in prime time but i just don't know if they're ready for their spotlight at this point but they're a nice story so houston see i'm not i'm not buying houston necessarily but i think they have enough to win the game i don't like the browns on the road i think houston at home would do enough to take care of business and win and that'll put a damper on all these clowns in cleveland thinking they still have a prayer at the playoffs so Okay, well, I'll take the Texans. We both take the Texans in this one. So now we go the Denver Broncos, which now all of a sudden they've inserted that, their name into the playoff picture after beating the Chargers two weeks ago and the Steelers last week. They travel to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. 
and the Bengals won't have Andy Dalton for the rest of the year because of a thumb injury. This also is a 1 p.m. Sunday Eastern Standard kickoff. Brian, who do you have, the visiting Broncos or the home Bengals? It's going to be a bloodbath. The Broncos are a playoff team, and they will be in the playoffs at the end of the year. Their run starts now. Um, this is the uh, Marvin Lewis farewell tour, I think, at this point, because I don't see them winning for a long time. Yeah, I agree. I think the Broncos are kind of hitting their groove. I'm not sure if they're going to make the playoffs because of the Indianapolis Colts and the division that the Broncos play in compared to the Colts in the AFC South, and this, which is awful. Um I, I'm going to say the Broncos go into Cincinnati and win, and Marvin Lewis, he's not fired. I don't think <laughs> if they do fire him, I just pray they hire Hugh Jackson in his stead. And they will. Uh, They're that yeah. dumb. <laughs> All right. So now we go to the last AFC North game that's not the Steelers. The Baltimore Ravens go on the road to play the Atlanta Falcons Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time kickoff. The Baltimore Ravens are in that sixth playoff spot the last wild card i believe they're now six and five lamar jackson no one knows who's starting a quarterback flacco returned to practice today most are assuming it's going to be lamar jackson they're going to be on the road for the first time though if lamar jackson is a quarterback who do you have winning this one in an afc nfc matchup i'm going to go with atlanta here i uh i think it's just uh baltimore's one of those teams that they're the kings of mnt they're the uh, Charm City Charmers. They go well there. They go on the road. I don't see them doing as well. I think the really, I, I think it's going to strike midnight soon on Lamar Jackson. And this is a lot better team than their record shows in the Atlanta Falcons. They're still very dangerous. Um, he's still Matt Ryan. The the uh, basically, I believe he was the MVP of the league two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. If not, he was in consideration for it that Super Bowl season. Uh, so Atlanta still has Julio Jones. They still have Judge Ito Smith there, who's uh, who's I, he's not that great, but I just like saying that he's named after Judge Ito from the Simpson trial. That's a favorite little factoid of mine. Um, but you know, this is still a pretty good team. Um, they're good enough to beat Baltimore, and I think those uh, those wheels come off that carriage. Yeah, I think if the if the Ravens are going to win this game, they're going to have to do it by scoring a lot of points. The Atlanta Falcons at home are different than the Falcons on the road. I and mean, we saw the Falcons at Heinz Field earlier this year. It's just not the same team. And they're playing at home in the Dome. And even though they're kind of out of the playoff picture, the, people are playing for their jobs. And, and the coaches are coaching for their jobs. So I, I hate when people kind of assume that, well, they're out of it. So they're, you know, they're just kind of kind of tank. Well, no, I mean, they're not going to tank because they want they, they need their job. So and so they're I not going to think that the Ravens go ahead. I'm sorry. They're not going to play for a draft choice they don't want that draft choice to take their job so the right. <laughs> you know, fans are playing for draft choices exactly. they're not exactly so the ravens on the road if lamar i'll say that i'll put it this way if lamar jackson plays they have a they have a chance of upset of, of winning this game if flacco plays they lose um but i still think that the falcons kind of surprise the ravens on the road but you know the, i'll take the falcons to win I like the home team here, but if the Ravens went down there and blew their doors off, it wouldn't shock me a bit. They seem to be gaining momentum as much as I hate to say it. So there you have it. So there's our AFC North predictions, and now we get into the game that everyone's talking about, that we're talking about, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Vegas line is still uh, the Steelers giving three and a half points. Sunday night, prime time. We talked about that a lot. Brian, who do you like, and how do you see it shaking out? 
41 to 38 in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Wow, you, wow, that's that is high scoring. Yeah, I know that's that's absolutely insane, but it's what my gut's telling me, and my gut doesn't steer me wrong. Is Chris Boswell making a game-winning field goal, or are they clinging to a lead? Clinging to a lead. Okay, all right, that's worse. <laughs> so, uh, all right, for me, uh, but before I go into my prediction, Lance, last night we had some issues. He got kicked off the show. Some might argue it made the show better. That might just be me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, Lance says 28 to 24. He likes the Steelers. So boo for Lance. When Lance picks the Steelers, that never is good for Pittsburgh. Oh, no, 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 no. I know. I know. I was hoping he was going to take the Chargers, but he said no Melvin Gordon is the key. If they had Melvin Gordon, I think he would take the Chargers. And he, But he said they got to work of slowing down Joey Bosa. Those were his keys to victory there. So for me, I like the Steelers. That should that should come as a shock to absolutely no one that follows the show. That regardless of shows that I do every week, um, I think the Steelers game. I think it's going to be a not as high scoring as Brian predicted, but I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I think that the Steelers win this matchup. I'm going to go with a final score of um, thirty four. 34 27 34 to 27 i think the steelers defense is going to give up some yards they're going to give up some points but i just think that the steelers at home prime time something to prove after losing last week they have enough left in the tank to put uh to put the chargers back to kind of knock them down a peg or two in terms of the afc hierarchy so there you have it brian all right let's get to some questions we've had a lot of people on the the live chat uh, we'll see if we have someone, anyone really, that has questions for the show. Just sending that out now. So um, the, the upcoming game, AFC, I think that, uh, well, actually, I'm sorry, Dave Schofield that we referenced earlier, he did an article saying that the magic number is four for Pittsburgh. For those that are curious as to when can they per- clinch the AFC North, the, the magic number is four, meaning that if the Steelers win their next two and the Ravens lose two, the Steelers have clinched their division. But the Steelers have a long way to go before that can happen. They have the game against the Chargers this week. Then they go to Oakland. Then they host the Patriots. And they go to New Orleans. And then they host the Bengals to finish it out. So it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out. But here we have our first question coming in from Brad. It's what is more important Sunday night, Joe Hayden locking down Keenan Allen or Ryan Switzer establishing himself as the third wide receiver? Brian, what are your thoughts? Hayden versus Allen. Um, Switzer is doing well. But he doesn't. He's not on the island that Hayden is. No, I, I think when you're talking about pivotal players in this matchup, obviously Hayden is a much more influential player. But don't underestimate Switzer establishing himself as the number three receiver and the importance of that. Uh, the Steelers, as a whole, they need that other player. Switzer has been gaining momentum each and every week. Ben Roethlisberger has praised him, called him a tough little booger. Um, take that for what it's worth. And uh, so there you go. I, but I think we all agree that Hayden versus Allen is going to be huge. Um, let's see here. Uh, what are they doing? Snow asked about what are they doing about the third wide receiver? Uh, just a little background information here. Eli Rogers was practicing to this week. They have 21 days to figure out what they want to do with that guy. They can put him on the season-ending IR. They can, or they can bring him back. But he's currently still on the physically unable to perform list or the pup list. 
Is he the third wide receiver? Is Switzer the third wide receiver? Is it Vance McDonald? Is it James Conner? Brian, who is the Steelers' third wide receiver? I'm not really done with James Washington yet. Uh, I know a lot of fans are. I still think that uh, I, I know he took a step back the other day, so he's still in the mix there. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who they give the hat to, whether it's Hunter or James Washington. Um, Eli Rogers, if you... I'd like everybody to remember how much we cussed that guy last year. He he was terrible last year in 2017. 2016, he was fine. He was really bad last year. And I don't think he's the savior coming in that a lot of people thinks that he will be. I think you go with Ryan Switzer right now, and you still make something work between Hunter and Washington. And if all else fails, then you put the heat on him with with uh, Rodgers, but Vance McDonald is still a a big threat for them. So I think if you're looking at uh, the wide receiver depth chart, it's Ryan Switzer. If you're looking overall, the number f- three and four receivers are you know Vance McDonald and James Conner. Yeah, James Washington. If they don't, if he doesn't get a helmet on Sunday night, that's going to be so telling to the situation that he finds himself in right now. I I don't think the Steelers are gonna give him a helmet. I think that it's gonna they're gonna keep putting him out there to to prove himself. But yeah, that that brings us to our next question, which is are the Ben Roethlisberger comments about teammates can it be a positive thing? Um we talked about this a lot last night, but Brian will get your take on it. Are, are Roethlisberger's comments about James Washington and other teammates and coaches could they be viewed as a positive? They can be viewed as a positive. It's uh, when you're the captain, when you're a 15 year man, you have you have the ability and you have the right to kick people square in the butt, and that's exactly what he is trying to do. Um, you know, I joked about him throwing everybody under the bus. You know, I, I didn't really believe in that. Um, I did that for comic effect. Look, he's the leader of this team. Everybody on the internet, you and me, everybody the media everybody's allowed to criticize but the minute ben roethlisberger criticizes and brings it brings it to light that's a no-no oh he shouldn't be doing that he's a bad teammate no you're the leader of the team the leader of the team the sheriff of the team does that you know tom brady does that stuff i mean these guys hold their people accountable he has to hold them accountable and that's how you do better if you're james washington and you hear that you have two choices you could either sulk and go into a shell and wither up and die with it or you'd be like you know what i'm going to work harder to impress this guy i'm going to do whatever i can to get back and earn this man's trust and be the player that i know i can be in his rookie year antonio brown's regular season was nothing amazing whatsoever but he got to the playoffs and he shined he was amazing in the playoffs that year catching that one off his helmet against baltimore so this is a this is james washington is not done here but these comments from ben roethlisberger they are a good thing in my opinion yeah and a lot of people see the other way around um i know lance last night said that he's fine with the comments just you don't have to necessarily put it out there in public um I, I I don't care. It doesn't. If unless James Washington is a baby and is going to sulk in the corner because his quarterback said that hey, you you should have run a better route, um, then it, they're all adults. I mean, they're all professionals. It shouldn't matter at all. Who cares? Move on. If the Steelers win on Sunday night, 
And if James Washington catches a big touchdown, everyone's going to say that Roethlisberger's words sparked it, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not what happened. Washington's a pro. He's working on his craft. He's still getting used to the NFL life. And so there's that. Um, next question. Um, what area of the game needs to step up the most for the Steelers? For me, it's simple. Turnovers. Both sides of the ball. Don't turn the stupid thing over and take a few away to give the offense some extra possessions. Brian, can you think of something else other than turnovers? I echo your sentiments. <laughs> okay, that's easy. Um, let's see here. Um, now a lot of people are, are just saying, you know, Ben's always throwing the, his players, his teammates under the bus, and that's true. This isn't the first time he's done that, but... You know, if you watch Mike Tomlin's press conference, he had some words for Ben Roethlisberger in terms of protecting the football as well. So it's not like Roethlisberger's not hearing it publicly either. But so you know he, what? What's that? Yeah, how many times has he come in and said, hey, it's on me? He's done that too. So yeah. I'm not a Ben apologist, but look, you know what? He's the leader. Let him talk. And let him work that magic in that locker room. It is worth the freaking magic on the field. That's all I care about. I don't care about the locker room stuff. I mean, as long as they're winning games, they all seem to be happy and they're spreading the ball around. Good luck. Um, now for me. Um, yeah. Okay. So there, yeah, let's go with uh, this question here. Do the Steelers smoke? Do, do, do you think the Steelers will smoke? That's I'm saying. I'm assuming that means blow out the chargers on Sunday. Can you see that happening or do you see it just, I mean, this because we we talked about before the Panthers Thursday night game, how close it was going to be, and it was going to be a high scoring affair, and it was just for the Steelers. I mean, you see that happening again, maybe? Mm, no, um, a lot of points being put up, but I could see the Chargers going toe to toe a little better than that of the Carolina Panthers. Okay, very good. So, all right, so the the, the questions have seemed to dry up a little bit, and we're right about that mark where we uh, call it a show. So, Brian, do you have any final comments uh, before we uh, say sayonara for another week? We get spoiled. That six-game winning streak was a spoiler. Now, all of a sudden, those great feelings are down the drain with one game. We can't let that happen. You know, good teams lose down the stretch, but that doesn't mean it's going to kill your season already. So keep the faith. Believe in this team. Believe in the leadership of men of Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I agree 100%. And you said this, um, or I'm sorry, I said this yesterday. We talked about this to start the show on the standard is the standard. I firmly believe that a loss like the, the, the Steelers had against the Denver Broncos uh, could actually be beneficial to this team. Um, yeah, the streak ends, but at the same time, talk about a gut punch for all those players. They had that game. That game was theirs to win, and they absolutely let it get out of the slip through their fingers. That can't happen again if this team is considered a legitimate contender in the NFL. And so I think that the team is going to prepare better. They're going to execute better. I think you're going to see a different Steelers team on the field this Sunday. And don't be surprised if they do go on a run and they beat some big-name teams like the Chargers, maybe the Patriots, maybe even the Saints that they don't look back at that week 12 loss to the Broncos and say, that was a game where we really kind of figured things out that we can't just rest on our laurels that we can't just roll into Denver and think we can just stroll over anyone because we're on a six game streak. Don't be surprised. That's all I'm saying. So there you go. So for Brian, I thank you for your time for anyone that's watching live on YouTube. I appreciate your time as well. If you're listening on podcast form, 
check us out on YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in BTSC Steelers Radio, subscribe, like, comment. We appreciate all the support there. And uh, likewise, if you're watching on YouTube and you want to check us out on our audio pod podcast platforms, you can go to Art19, uh, Stitch, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. We're there. Search Steelers and you'll find us. Look for the BTSE, the Behind the Steel Curtain logo, and you'll get all of our podcasts. And lastly, make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. Ten articles a day. Good stuff. I will see you next time on... Oh, Brian's taking freaking selfies over there. What the You're hell going on? What are you doing? <laughs> Golly. I tell you what, we try to be professional on this show, and he's taking selfies. What the flip? Okay, they anyways. They didn't have to know, Jeff. <laughs> All right, folks. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on another episode of the Steelers Preview. Hey, everybody. It's Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Verge Cast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else. To listen to podcasts, check it out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.